Welcome to the 104 Sports Report, hosted by Alex Brooks and Brian Burroughs, the main source for Oswego sports, a member of the Oswegonian Multimedia Network. Let's get into it. Welcome in to episode 8 of season 5 of the 104 Sports Report, the season finale of season 5. Alongside, of course, is Brian Burroughs, and I am Alex Brooks. And we got a lot to talk about uh, with winter sports, with men's basketball, women's basketball, women's hockey, and men's hockey, as they are all doing pretty well to start off the season, Brian. But before we get into all of that, Brian, how was your Thanksgiving? You know, it was was pretty nice. I spent it with a friend. I spent it in your neck of the woods in the 518. Yes, sir. Uh... And just it was relaxing. It was a good, good break off of some schoolwork. How about yours? It was it was good. I was uh, I was definitely um, more relaxed. Got to spend it with my girlfriend. It was uh, in the five one eight, of course. Got to show it around uh, uh, the Albany area. It was really fun. Um, so, but we have not been able to do an episode for a couple of weeks. You know, you know, the semester got a little away from us. I felt like that a lot of, uh, there was a lot of different things going on with Thanksgiving coming up, a lot of productions at our other meteorics coming up and just calling games and everything. And we didn't really, we weren't able to get an episode out there um, from those weeks. So we apologize, but we are back. We are back for the season finale, episode eight. And we will start it off with men's basketball who fell down to number 12 and brian why yeah. did they fall down to number 12 yeah they they took a, a loss to nazareth last uh over the over the break the yep. tuesday of break they went on the road to rochester to take on nazareth and they lost and i'm gonna be honest i i kind of blamed them for the loss. i was like i blame them for the loss they played really bad in the first half. They were playing behind the entire second half of that game. They got it close, and then Devin Green missed a three at the buzzer to tie the game to go to overtime. But this is a team that was ranked five in the country. They were dominating teams all last year, but it looks like Nazareth is their bogey team. They lost them at the top of the year last year, They and then they lost top of the year this year. That's the reason they didn't get home court advantage in the NCAA tournament last year the reason they didn't host a pod was because they lost to nazareth and nazareth got hosting rights they needed this win they didn't get it and it it very well it could affect them late in the season getting into playoffs because one thing this team was talking about was home court advantage they don't play a lot of home games this year trying to get a better strength of schedule and one of the things they had to do was beat nazareth that's the one team really in their area that would take it away from them, and they might have just did it as long as Nazareth has a good season. I mean, we heard from the press conference with the men's basketball team. What is the opponent that they circled? Nazareth. Yeah. And they were unable to get it done. It's unfortunate, but, you know, they can't let that, you, they can't let that loss be um, holding in their head. No. You got to make sure that you can just take what you did right from that win, or from that loss, excuse me, and go into the Suniac and try to dominate the Suniac like last season. Yeah. You know, they I, lost They lost by only three. It wasn't like they got blown out from it, but, you know, they're 
in in the NCA rankings, they're not really going to say, oh, you lost by three. We're only going to lower you down a little bit. They're going to lower you down because you took a loss against a big-ranked opponent, and it's yeah. unfortunate. Well, they weren't even ranked. That's the thing. Nazareth was an unranked opponent. That's where they oh, fell yeah. seven. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. where they fell seven spots. Right. Yes. They needed the win. They didn't get it. They were down 46-32 to 32 at the half. Yeah. They they outscored them 45-34 in the second half, but it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. So it is unfortunate. It it creates an uphill climb for the rest of the year, which is weird to say with this team that dominate has dominating wins every other game except for these couple here and there. But they have to hope that Nazareth takes a couple losses here and there so that they they are like definitively higher than them when it comes to the end of the season. And they need to almost play perfect now for the rest of the season. They can't yep. even that. They even can't do that one little loss like they had last year when they went to New Paltz and they took the loss. They can't do that this year. They need to be perfect here or not if they want to have home court advantage. I know it's early to be talking about this stuff. We're what six games into the season and we're already talking about playoffs. But that's what I mean. I think that's the baseline for this team is the winning the Suniac, winning Suniac and getting back to the NCAA tournament. That's the expectation from last season. Yeah. You were able to get to the Sweet 16, and you're setting yourself at a bigger expectation. You got that five, uh, number five ranking in the preseason. Yeah. And you're supposed to be playing like a number five team. And obviously, that was their only loss, but ooh, a big, big loss. And you, you mentioned, Brian, it, it can affect home court advantage, and it might. And it might, but yeah. the thing is, with this men's basketball team, as much as we've known known them when we watched them last year, it's about what you can control going forward. Exactly. You know, you can't you can't just hope Nazareth. Like obviously, in the back of your mind, you can hope Nazareth can take a couple losses, but if they're going to be dominating and they're going to be doing what they need to do, then you got to do the same. Exactly. That is going to be the expectation. But going into the next uh, game, they flipped it around against uh, their Suniac opener against Fredonia, and they were able to win 79-60 to this past weekend. But Brian, I'm, I'm not going to say that I was, like, obviously the win was nice, but at moments, it looked I, yep. like, it, 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 it didn't look like the Oswego team we know. No, I, I know we were both there. I was on the call for that game for WTOP. You were there as part of your class, as for one of your classes. Mm-hmm. We both watched it. This Fredonia team was winless coming in. They're winless going out. They did lose, but Oswego was dominant in the first half, forty-six to twenty-five scoreline going at the halftime. Second half, there were multiple streaks and multiple t- like minute stretches where they weren't scoring. And Fredonia actually outscored them 35-33 in the second half. Now, the Lakers did enough, kept the score like wide, and they won by 19. So they did enough to keep the win. But I think, I mean, we were both expecting an absolute blowout, which 19 is a blowout, but not for their standards, not the way they played. 46 points at the half, you think they at least double, at least match that yeah. in the second half? You think they're in the 90s? They finished at 79. It it was scary. I would say scary at moments where Fredoni would go on these 7-0, 9-0 run, scoring runs mm-hmm. and just kind of chip away at the lead. There was a point where I think it was as low as 13, which doesn't sound low, but 
when for you, them, it for, is. For them, it is. And when you have yeah. a 21-point lead at the half, they chip it down here and there. It gets a little scary. And they also were, like, all of eight to start the second half for threes. It took them, like, until, like, five minutes to go in the second half to hit their first three, which this is a team that doesn't necessarily rely on the three ball, but it's definitely one of their, like, more prominent ways of scoring is finding the open man at, at the perimeter and hitting a shot. Yeah. And just going into just what this game was for Oswego, it was their, you know, Suniac opener. Yeah. And maybe, like, obviously it was a win. You know, you can't take that away from them. and But, like, you know, maybe going into the game, you know, there were some things that there was there were some outside factors that were a part of it. I don't think they had their main guys on the floor to start the game because they probably weren't expecting to just win by 19. So maybe that could have some affecting and just being the first game in the Maxfield Gymnasium, whatever. Okay, we'll give you some slack there. But their next game is this Friday, tip-off at 7.30 in the Maxfield Gymnasium against Brockport. A team that was in the Suniac Championship last year. Exactly. Or not, no, no not championship. Suniac Sevens. Playoffs. Yeah, yep. playoffs. They lost to Oneonta in the, yep. here in the here in Zeal, though. Yep. So they've played in Zeal. They know the atmosphere. They've played us in Zeal. They haven't beat us here yet. But they're not a bad team. They have they have one really good player and uh, Jihadi Wallace. Look, it, they need to hopefully the game they game plan very well. But I do want to going back to that Fredonia game. Cartier Bowman stood out. What a game from mm-hmm. the transfer! Yep, twenty two points, twelve rebounds. This is I've said this to a couple people now. What I think the real difference here, and I think I saw it with Bowman, and the difference between D three, D two, D one. It's not necessarily ability of play. I mean, there is obviously like D one players just play better than D three players, but like. It's the athleticism. Cardia Bowman was at D2. He almost went D1, came here to Oswego instead. His athleticism was crazy. He jumped higher than anybody in that gym. He jumped higher than anybody I've seen in a long time from someone at this level yeah. of athletics. Yeah. It was crazy. His like He was getting like a couple feet off the floor with some blocks. He, threw home, he slammed home a dunk, had an insane athletic block towards the end of the game. It was insane. He is special. He is a special player. I am very excited to see how his season goes this year. I'm very excited, too. I feel like he can be this X-Factor for this team. Easily. I mean, he he just coming in and just making his presence known. You know, obviously, with transfers, we've seen, obviously, Carly Leo. We'll get more into that um, in a little bit. But just... Transfers, you have a little bit of chip on your shoulder. Yeah. You know, you have a little bit more expectation, especially if you're coming from a school, like a D2 school, possibly going D1 and then going back to D3. You have that expectation. You know, you have a little bit more expectation, but you also have something where they may not know you. You know, they may yeah. not know who exactly. you are. You know, you have all the set starters, and then this one guy is coming in and being like, oh, yeah, I can run the show. You got to take it back and be like, okay, i got to show them that they can rely on me. Exactly. And I feel like that's what he's done. Yeah, and like one thing Coach Leon has talked about is that when he looks for transfers, he looks for people that are going to make an impact now. Because, like, why is he going to bring a transfer in to just sit on the bench? Like, why would they come here? Mm-hmm. He looks for people that are going to make that immediate impact. 
But like you say, like they still have to prove something. They don't just like they don't come in. Oh, transfer coach Leon's like they're, I'm gonna get starting time. Like that's not how it works. If you come in, you look bad in the preseason. You look bad in training camp. You're not gonna get those minutes. You still have to prove it. And I think he 100 percent is. He looked phenomenal in that first Suniac game. Yeah. But as you say, you talk about Carly Leo. Let's move on to the women's team who are having a historic start to their season. Very, very surprising start. Very. But 7-0 to start their season. Best start under head coach Sean Pinkerton. He's already tied his season-high win total for a season. Seven games in to Ooh. a season. Like, this is, yeah, you said surprising. This team didn't really change from last year. They really only lost a, a player or two. So, they and they added a couple of transfers. Carly Leo, we'll get to her in a second. Yep. Because, holy wow. Mm-hmm. Um... But wow, what a surprising start! Seven and zero. They just they also played Fredonia on Tuesday night and got the win in a very tough game, but a very well played game as well. And you look at these, and you look at these, uh, the schedule for um, Oswego. You're you're looking at Hilbert. You're looking about the Maxwell Women's Basketball Tournament, which they took. Yep. You know they obviously they won uh, 65-64 and then 86-84 due to uh, Diamond Pickett uh, just coming in clutch. I mean, just using using her athleticism to just help them. And then obviously the 88 to 20 blowout against Wells College before yeah. we went off the break. And then yeah. going going to SUNY Delhi, winning 78 to 51, taking taking uh, it, um, the win there, and then. Facing off against uh, Alfred University, sixty-five to fifty-seven. So, and then going into the Suniac, when I was looking into this game against Fredonia, right, and just the Suniac in general, and I know it's early. Oswego's for women's basketball. Their Achilles' heel is the Suniac, as a ben, lot of Oswego uh, teams are. As a lot of Oswego teams are, but you you see that. When you face the Suniac for Oswego uh, women's basketball, it just hasn't been good historically. No. It it really hasn't been good historically. They last season they were two and sixteen in their conference. Yeah. Two and sixteen. Yeah. And five and nineteen overall. And it was just and it was pretty much the same opponents from last year to start off the season. Alfred Hilbert uh, SUNY Delhi, and then just, you know, facing off against Cortland, Buffalo State, Brockport, all those teams, and even Fredonia, they lost against Fredonia, so that's a good turnaround for them, but, yeah. you know, they're they're showing up. And as you mentioned, mm-hmm. Brian, they lost Danielle Kaivana, who was their leading scorer, who was the one who pretty much put the team on their back, but I feel like somewhat... Having like Carly Leo come in here and mm-hmm. you know play mm-hmm. to up to that level, I feel like they're responding more with another year in Sean Pinkerton's uh, system, and also just I feel like the team is a little bit more connected this year. I would agree, and yeah, like you said, Carly Leo. Oh my, she is having an insane start to the season. She's having. An insane, just like, she's playing out of her mind. And, like, you think it might, like, oh, the non-conference opponents, it might change when she gets to It didn't change. She had another great game versus uh, Fredonia. 
but she's averaging 19 and a half a game. Like, what is that? She's shooting 38% from the from three, 36% from the field, which means she's shooting better from three than she is as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like, this girl is crazy. She, shoot, she does shoot a lot of shots, yep. but she makes them a lot more than... Mm-hmm. Daniel Kaivana did, and I don't want to slander Daniel Kaivana because she did put this. You said she put the, she put the team on her back last year. Right. She really was the leading scorer, and I think it, it really it might be a change in Sean Pinkerton's system. Believe, this team yeah. passes the ball a lot better than they did last year. They really pat. They look for the open shots. They have a lot of these plays that I was like, I've watched a few games now. A few games now. I've been on the call for a few of their games, and they had this one play that I actually really like. Where one of their primary ball handlers, Leo or um, Encarnacion, no, uh, Iglesias, Iglesias, will have it at the top of the key. Pickett will go to the free throw line, and then they'll pass it to Pickett, and one of the other guards, uh, Leo Castiglione, or like Elena Johnson, who's been getting a couple of starts here, Generoso, Generoso, they'll backdoor cut, and Pickett will take it to the free throw line, and then like kind of almost no look behind the back, pass it to the backdoor cut. And it's beautiful play. Yeah. The passing this year has been so much better. I mean, it just seems that they have just cleaned up their mistakes from last year. Yeah. They have just cleaned up their play. And last year was a very young team, remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diamond Pickett, who is coming into her own now as a sophomore, she was only a freshman last year. And she yeah. was playing almost to the level of Danielle Kaivana. Yep. And she is their, you know, one of the big playmakers in the paint. So it is very, it's very exciting to see for uh, Sean Pinkerton to kind of, you know, give him another chance, give him another chance as coach for um, Oswego. And then obviously Carly Leo just coming from Stevenson University, coming here to Oswego and just completely taking over. Yeah. And it's also, it's also something where it's not just Carly Leo. Obviously, we, yeah. you know, she is their top playmaker and scoring the most points. But you got to give it to all of the bench too. Oh, I remember, 100%. I remember against Wells College, you saw um, Jenner Russo coming in against Wells. You saw um, players like Zoe Zoe Evans, uh, freshman Molly James, uh, Giovanna White Principio. Logan yeah. Nimechek, Julian Logano, like all of those players, Sydney Hoffs, like all of those players have just made an impact on, you know, these games. Oh, 100%. Like, in, I mean, you talk about that Wells game, like they didn't even play Leo, Pickett, Iglesias, or Castiglione, right? I don't think Iglesias played in that game. Like their four top players just sat the bench that game and they dominated. And it mm-hmm. kind of shows you the depth this team has too the scoring options that they have. Like, if Leo's having a bad game, if Iglesias having a bad game, Pickett's having a bad game, there are other options, people that can come off the bench and give a very similar output and a very similar efficiency to what these starters give. And it's... I think that's a huge difference, too. Last year, it, that there wasn't necessarily as much. They had a couple players, a couple like one or two off the bench that were, like, the go-tos. And if, if one of them was having a bad game and a starter was having a bad game... It was a tough game for that women's squad, but now they have so many options. Couple like couple guards that can shoot, pass, like get find space, and a couple big 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 women. I don't know, big men. 
however you want to put that. Uh, now, but uh, that they're all like can just they can do it all, and the depth is showing. No, the depth is showing, and I was on the call for um, uh, WNYO, the radio station here, and for that Wells game, and I was just kind of highlighting their depth. Yeah. I kind of highlighted saying, okay, using these um, using these players later in the season, getting them experience, getting them minutes here in this game that might, you know, against Wells College, who hasn't favored well against Oswego in, you know, a bunch of years. Yeah. Um, just being able to get them minutes and get them chemistry, get them used to playing with each other, even... You know, even if it's just a couple minutes at a time, it's just gonna it's gonna favor well for Sean Pinkerton going down the going to the way, and then it just gives more confidence to the team. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then now Oswego will face Brockport um, before the men's team faces Brockport. It's gonna be five thirty uh, tip off for the women's uh, basketball team this Friday. And yeah. going into this game, Brian, what are you looking for? Um. More of the same. Get Leo the ball. Get her open shots. She is both an excellent. She can shoot off the dribble, but she can. She a great pull up jump shot. Mm-hmm. Um, get Pickett. Keep Pickett involved. Keep Iglesias involved. Keep because yep. like it literally is just more of the same. What what they're doing right now is working so so well. Just keep it going until someone figures out how to stop it. Mm-hmm. You keep doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep doing the same thing, and just also just trust everyone on that team. I think there is something where you go into these games against the Suniac, and it kind of can, you know, cloud your judgment a little bit with just trying to get the starters out there and trying to do as much with the starters. Obviously, rely on your starters. Yep. But you gotta make sure that you can get some minutes for um, people off the bench, just to keep everyone fresh. And not have it where it's like last season where it felt like Kaivano was taking the brunt of everything. And exactly. Diamond Pickett taking the brunt of everything. You know, pass you know, have good ball movement, be able to, you know, not just have one person shoot it all the time, even if it's Carly Leo from outside or jump uh doing a couple jumpers. Just make sure you can pass the ball around and Put the ball moving up, and I think they'll. I, I'm I'm very confident that they'll be able to take uh, this Brockport team and uh, match their win total from last season against the Suniac right off the bat. Yeah, and I mean, like, you look at this Brockport team. They have I, know, I remember the name last year, Anna Felice. She's again, they're so far through only four games, but again, they're leading scorer. She's averaging 11 a game. Um. She has a fit, like, and the only reason it's 11 is because she had a tough game versus RIT on a four point, but she's got 15, 13, 12, including 12, and that 12 is against Buffalo State, so Suniac. But they've seen her before. Keep her down. And they do also have, I must try, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to butcher this, but Zaria, Zaria Hannah. Zaria. Uh, yep. Yeah, six foot one forward. That's going to be Diamond Pickett's matchup. Mm-hmm. Can Diamond Pickett shut down a player who is going to have a couple inches on her? Yep. That's going to be the big test. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. And it seems like when I was on the call, it seems like this women's basketball team is just more more physical this year. Oh, More physical yes. and just more like it feels like they're like they're just playing bigger. 
They're just mm-hmm. they're just they they dominate the court like physically. Yes, agreed. And it it really shows. And just before we move on to uh, to some hockey talk, um, Brockport they're two and two going into this uh, game against Oswego, and their two wins against Madai and at Buffalo State. It wasn't really as impressive as the wins that Oswego had. Um, no. Buffalo State, uh, they won 71-63. to And against Madai, it was 53-48. to But with Oswego, they've been able to take opponents and pretty much dominate them similar to a, as the men's basketball team has done. Yeah. So if, you know, if it runs its course here against Brockport, it should be interesting to see if they keep up that uh, – you know that aggressive approach, uh, that full court press, and try to dominate these Suniac opponents and try to match uh, what the men's basketball team is doing. Agreed. Yeah, I think just they have played really well. We'll see if it keeps going. Yeah. Friday night, five thirty. Yep. You better tune in. Better to tune in. WNYO and WTOP ten. Yep. I know you'll be on the call for. NYO. Oh, yes. Me and Ryan Joyce will be on the call for WNYO 88.9, the Laker Radio Network. Yeah, good friend of yours. I know me and another friend of ours, Zach Malamud, will be on the call for the men's game. 7.30 tip-off for WTOP. So, you can can catch us both Friday night. Yes, please tune in to those games. Little little plugs there for media orgs as well. Of course. Looking for the latest Oswego State Laker hockey news, tune into the Oswegonian Hockey Pod. Host Zach Case and Thomas Turgeon update listeners on the Oswego State men's and women's hockey teams, interviews, opinions, and hot takes, all from the Oswegonian office. Check out the latest episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, a podcast under the Oswegonian Multimedia Department. What a way to transition into, into some hockey talk. To from, our, again, our actually, no, first time ranked this season, women's hockey team. Yep. Number 15, women's hockey team. First, first time this season? Yeah, first time this season because they weren't ranked this year. Yep. So first time this season they're ranked, and they Woo. totally deserve it. I'm hyped oh. about this team. Seven-game win streak, yep. five straight game wins in the Newell, and three of their last four wins were against our, against ranked opponents. Cortland, when they took two games from them, back-to-back games, they had a doubleheader Friday here in the Deb. Saturday they were in Cortland. Cortland was number 12 in the country. We beat them both times. They get a game, a game versus William Smith, dominate it. Then they go to Hamilton, ranked team at the time, beat them. They are on a roll. They figured it out. And, oh, boy, are they fun to watch. Oh, they're fun to watch, Brian. I'm like, I'm, I'm, once you were saying that, you were just getting me hyped up. Because literally looking back to October, they want to put October behind them. Because what's October? When, what? What's October? When, yeah, right? <laughs> what is October? Because against the two preseason games, against Nazareth and London, uh, Devilites, and the two, uh, the doubleheader in um, the Deborah Stanley Arena against Adrian, oh, it, it, was, it, was a tough, it was a tough way to uh, start off the season 0-2. Yep. But, man, since, yeah, and then obviously they lost against Potsdam, and Potsdam a close two to one victory, but they have not looked back. They have not looked back. They won against Can, and then they just started rolling. Obviously, you mentioned SUNY Cortland winning that uh, doubleheader, home road doubleheader, taking 
uh, taking William Smith College and then that close win against Hamilton. Now we transition to another SUNYAC opponent with Buffalo State in Buffalo this Friday. And then we also have Plattsburgh State here, which you will be producing on WTOP10. Yes, sir. And I will be hosting on the perch just to give a little plug out there before we get into it we like to plug ourselves here exactly of course this is uh this is our podcast so we can do whatever we want um but yeah like you said buff state plattsburgh this weekend uh plattsburgh's the big one that's when you want to look forward to because plattsburgh is number four in the country they haven't lost yet in the conference they've got a single loss this entire season um in nine games but buff state comes first yep it's just because they haven't won in the conference yet. That's why you kind of, oh, yeah, they're there. We'll win. No, you can't. can't overlook you can it. Can never, you can never, never. overlook it. You can't overlook the bogey games. Nope. It's like, oh, they, they can't they can't win in the conference. Nope, they still can. It, it's, hockey it's is like, one of those sports like that. It's weekend, exactly. as we mentioned. Hockey is one of those sports that one bad game from a couple of your players, so a couple of things go wrong here and there, you lose the game. Yep. I, wanna, I mean, I'm going to look, I kind of want to look back at that Cortland game. From last year, the one that in the SUNY or the Newell playoffs, mm-hmm. when they were in the deb, and it's just that weird, awkward bouncing shot gets by Joanna Hebert. It's yep. like that. Mm-hmm. That game was a totally a winnable game for the Lakers. They couldn't do it. They got knocked out in the playoffs. They their season was over. Buff State could very well do the same thing. It doesn't matter. You can't think about Saturday until you get through Friday. And I know Coach Digby said that. I was reading an article on um, USCHO website. He had an interview where he said that he's like, look, Cortland's there. Get through Friday first. We'll focus on Saturday after we finish the game Friday. So that is that is where it starts. Yeah. Get it, through Buff State first. Definitely. It's always just that's with any sport. That is with any sport you need, and especially hockey, what you mentioned. Um, because you could always just say, oh, Pottsburg, you know, they're – you know, number four ranked. I mean, you know, they're they're ahead of us in the SUNY. We really want to beat them. Yeah. But then you just don't focus on Buffalo State, and they, you know, they wipe the floor with you. And then you go into that Plattsburgh game, and you're like, oh, like that was a tough loss. How are we going to respond against a really, really good Plattsburgh team who's had their number all the time? But Yeah, Plattsburgh has everybody. <laughs> I would say that. Plattsburgh has everybody's, everybody's number. number. Exactly. They are just that good. So, transition from Buffalo State. Uh, two, number four, Plattsburgh. Obviously, we mentioned you don't want to overlook uh, Buff State, but in the event that Os- Oswego, which I believe they will take advantage, or they will, um, be, you know, do well against Buffalo State. Yeah, yeah, of course. And be able to take that victory. Um, then moving over to Plattsburgh. <laughs> Is this the biggest game yet? You know what? I'm actually going to go no. Oh. So I, I've been thinking about this one for a little bit since we were talking about this a little earlier. Um, they, I think the biggest games were Cortland. They were starting to get some momentum when those games came around. Uh, they had what they were had won three straight, but three straight games versus teams that they should have beaten. Like going into the season, you look at those three games, Canton and Double Morrisville. It's like, yeah, you need to win those games. It's not like those are must-win games. Um. And they go into Cortland, a team that at the time was ranked. They looked really good. They like every, the feeling around the team from outside, like looking 
from Oswego Eagle looking at Corwin, they were like, that's a good team. They were struggling a little, struggling a little bit, but for the most part, it was like, this is going to be a tough weekend. I think we had talked about it with us, with our Thomas Turgeon, Thomas Turgeon, Joey Pulaski, like anybody who was talking, doing hockey at the time. So that's going to be a tough matchup. They went in. Friday game in the Deb, 2-1 victory. Wow. Yep. I was like, that was a really good game. And I was like, wow, we just upset Cortland. Then they go down to Cortland on Saturday, and they go 1-0. And they played outstanding in both those games. And that I think that was the biggest series of the season because it was just kind of like, hold on, don't write this team off. They just took down a ranked – they just beat a ranked team two times in a row. So that's my answer. Cortland, <laughs> Cortland was the biggest series of this series so far. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, well, so I agree with you, Brian, kind of, um, that <laughs> Cortland was a big series. It was their biggest series going in here. But, like, this is, is this the biggest game yet? Absolutely yes, this is the biggest game. Okay. This is Plattsburgh State. This is one of their biggest rivals that Oswego's had for both women's and men's hockey. Plattsburgh is number four in the country, and Oswego is number 15. If you see on Saturday, Oswego beats number four Plattsburgh on Saturday, Scenes. that is just going to be insane. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you, you, can't, you, you gotta say that's the biggest game. You gotta say that's gonna be the biggest game going in here. I mean... They're first. They're the one who is keeping Oswego from being able to host a Suniac uh, championship. Yeah, and you, you never know what could happen this year. You saw with the men's team; they went to Geneseo. They thought everyone thought that Geneseo was going to wipe the floor with them. Well, People Oswego takes a four-three victory, and now it's Oswego up and Plattsburgh and Cortland in the mix, and then it's Geneseo back down there. So, Brian, my answer is this is the biggest game. Okay. <laughs> no, I, it's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still sticking with I like, I, I agree with you. I'm just going to stick with my answer. Of course. I'm going to say, though, the biggest series of, like, biggest weekend of the year will be January 13th, 14th, when they go to Plattsburgh for a doubleheader in Plattsburgh. Yes. That is going to be the biggest <laughs> yes. weekend of the season. Because it's doubleheader versus this team that they are one forty-two and one all time against. But it started no, but it does start now. If they don't win, if, if they don't if they don't win in us, we go. They're, I highly doubt they're gonna win in Plattsburgh. Right. You gotta win at home. I don't think if you don't win at home, you're definitely not winning on the road. Well, it's a new year, and also uh, I know it's a different sport, but women's soccer won against Plattsburgh, and they were they haven't won then since 2016 so you never know what could happen that's here very true. in um for these oswego athletes but we're going to transition over to some men's hockey the number seven ranked men's hockey team now as they're coming off a loss against skidmore in the skidmore thanksgiving invitational championship yeah. i was there for the first game against wilkes university but before we get into you know the past game let's talk about uh you know the first game let's talk about the skidmore loss in uh saratoga yeah that that hurts 
Skidmore unranked, though they seem to be kind of a bogey team this year for ranked opponents because they tied Genesee earlier this year, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they beat them. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, they yeah, beat they, Genesee. They did. So they seem to be the bogey team for the ranked <laughs> opponents, even though they are like, I'm going to I'm going to take any Suniac yeah. team that's in my way. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was a must. I, I, I hate saying must-win games all the time because not every game is a must-win I mean, every game is a must-win game. But you don't want you you don't want to lose that game because they, they, they were number five. Mm-hmm. They fall down to number seven, and now Oswego seven, Geneseo in the midst of their tough season are now eight, and Plattsburgh are nine. Yep. So all of a sudden in these rankings, the uh, the Suniac is looking pretty good, mm-hmm. but the loss brings them kind of back to the pack a little bit. Yep. And I guess I'm 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 gonna ask you now. Hmm. Because Plattsburgh, because Genesee is having a down year, they're number four in the Suniac. Yep. Genesee is second right now. No, sorry, Genesee is sore. Plattsburgh second right now. Are we f- shifting back to an Oswego Plattsburgh rivalry? I know a couple weeks ago we were saying that Plattsburgh was there, but we dominated them on whiteout. Genesee was the kind of this building rivalry. Is it shifting back to Plattsburgh? Are these are the top two teams? Are these two going to go head to head again and again man. this season? I was talking to uh, Thomas Turgeon about this uh, yesterday. We were talking about Oswego and Plattsburgh. And Brian, you know, if everything reigns true with Oswego just keep dominating and also Geneseo not really becoming that factor, obviously you can't overlook them, but, you know, not being that big factor that, we're always used to. I'm gonna say yeah, because Oswego and Plattsburgh. You haven't really, we haven't really seen that in these past years. As long as we've been in school, no. for Oswego and Plattsburgh just going, you know, head and head to each other, for yeah. uh, the Suniac, uh, Suniac first place and a Suniac championship, mind you. Yeah. It's been a while because of the Suni Geneseo Ice Knights. Just completely rolling through uh, the Suniac, but you know, maybe, maybe these Suniac teams have figured out Geneseo a little bit. Yeah. Maybe they're not as dominant because obviously they came in and they were that new team, that new flashy team that was just going to just take over, uh, you know, take over the conference, and no one was going to ever figure them out. Maybe they figured them out a little mm-hmm. bit. Maybe maybe it's a down year. Maybe it's just maybe it's some some game plans haven't worked. But yeah, Brian, um, <laughs> this Oswego rivalry for against Plattsburgh, it's always going to be there, and I feel like it's going to be reigniting in 2022, and then eventually in this new year of 2023. So yes, but obviously you gotta focus on. Um, SUNY Geneseo as well. You gotta take, mm-hmm. you gotta take, um, you gotta take control of all the SUNYAC opponents that are um, behind you, or you know if, yeah, who are behind you. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, we talk about this rivalry between Oswego and Plattsburgh. They have a potential. They they definitely play one more time. They will play in Plattsburgh on January twentieth, Friday, January twentieth. They 
The Lakers are in Plattsburgh. They could play again before that, though. The Lakers were invited to the Cardinal Winter Classic this year. They take on Potsdam in the first game. Plattsburgh takes on Wentworth Institute of Technology. Mm-hmm. Plattsburgh wins. Oswego wins. They'll play each other in, again for a second time and then a third time. And then there's still playoffs. We could see potentially four matchups between these two teams this year. Man. This, like, is a year for Oswego versus Plattsburgh. Yep. It is weird. That's what I'm going to say. It's a little weird to see them play four times. And at least two of them are going to be in Plattsburgh. Or at least, uh, yeah, at least two of them would be Plattsburgh. If, if it's four games, two of them will be Plattsburgh. I'm going to... Fingers crossed, say that fourth game would be in be in Oswego because Oswego would be hosting the game for the playoff. Um, but yeah, I mean this this rivalry is certainly renewing this year. Yeah, and and if any, uh, if we get any alumni who listen to this podcast from, you know, back in nineteen seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. And even early 2010s, we're telling you right now here on the 104 Sports Report on December 1st, 2022, Alex Brooks and Brian Burroughs, we're telling you that Oswego and Plattsburgh, the rivalry of men's hockey, is back. Yeah. And it is here to stay. Agreed. Yep. So, Oswego takes on Morrisville this week. No. Yes? Yes. Again? They are facing what? Morrisville on Friday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of read about that game. Teddy bear, <laughs> no, Teddy Bear Toss. Yeah, I knew that. Teddy Bear Toss. Obviously, we that. can all talk about Oswego and Plattsburgh, <laughs> but we got to make sure that we talk about the game on Friday against uh, Morrisville here in the Deborah F. Stanley Arena. And I, I feel like they'll be able to take uh, take control of this game unless something very strange happens. Yeah. Um, Oswego's had Morrisville's number, but you know they got to they got to come back from that Skidmore game. You know they can't overlook this game and try to go against Utica um, on Saturday and try to win um, an out of conference game. You got to take these Suniac games. You can't take them lightly. No, I mean Morrisville's having a tough year. They got one win. They're o sorry they're one o four and one. So one win. No ties, four losses, and an over. I believe it's an overtime loss, so they get the extra one point from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably an easy win, you'd think. I I am looking ahead to the Utica game though, because <laughs> I mean, Ut- how could you not? They're you number know? three in the country. How could you not? I think this game is almost the makeup to Hobart. Yeah, they lost to Hobart the first. Now Hobart this year looks clear. Far and beyond the best team in Division Three men's hockey this year. Yep, they are insane. They haven't lost yet, and they are just rolling through opponents. Mm-hmm. But Utica, they they go to the odd, and this is going to be an interesting matchup. Can the Lakers turn it around versus a top three team? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> it's going to be a, a game it. that I will be looking at very closely. Yep, because. Oswego, the lake, the women's team, they play Plattsburgh at three, 3 in the afternoon. That game yep. will end probably around 5, 5.30. 5.30, yeah, yeah. Puck drop for the men's is 7 in Utica. 
<laughs> maybe maybe we'll stay in that uh, stay in WTOP 10's control room and put it on the big screen. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know if, I mean, if we have enough time, maybe. Just fly down there. Yeah, right. <laughs> no speeding, though, of course. No speeding, yeah, of course. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Um, Obviously, I, th- I I believe that's going to be all for our men's hockey talk. Actually, I got, I got one more question. You got for one you. more question? I okay. do have one more question for you. I lied. <laughs> We've been talking about how Genesee is falling, Plattsburgh coming back. Cortland's having a good year. They're third with eight. They got four wins. Mm-hmm. Is there more parity this year in the SUNYAC? Last year, it really was kind of Geneseo above everybody. Oswego had a good season, except for Geneseo, and they came second. Um,. Is there some more parity? The, are these four teams kind of going to be battling it out for the rest of the season? I mean, I don't think Geneseo is going to remain like this. Their two losses are us and Cortland, Laker, the Lakers and Cortland. Mm-hmm. So are we going to see four teams towards the end of the season really fighting for seeding in, this, in the playoffs, fighting yes. for that home? Yeah? Yes. I mean, I... Um, the, yeah, no question. Um, because... You're just seeing Geneseo, you know, I'm not I'm not even just being dramatic here. You're seeing Geneseo falling a little bit more than we've ever seen them fall. Yeah. Especially, you know, in, in, the, last past, of in, in yeah. the last couple of years. Um, obviously, they're a great team. They're a talented team. If they are on their game, they will skate around you. Um, but, you know, Oswego, Plattsburgh, Cortland... They are all they're all tough teams this year. Yeah, they're all going to be tough teams this year, and for Geneseo, they got to do a lot of work to try and um, overtake them. You're going to have to think of because obviously in the last couple of years it's just been Geneseo just coming out hot and just remaining stable throughout uh, the whole season. Now it's different. Yeah, Geneseo just kind of having a slow start to yep. the season. It, it it hasn't favored them well. Um, because Cortland and Plattsburgh and Oswego, it's kind of an open door. You open the door and you're like, whoa, okay, now now we can yep. get we can get some seating and we can uh, we can show our talents here in the SUNYAC. So, yeah, it, it, I I believe there's more parity here, and um, you know you can't overlook those Buffalo State, uh, Brockport and Morrisville because you, you know as well as I do Brockport and. Um, you know, I'm I'm surprised by Fredonia this year. I know they've had a little little bit of a slow start, losing four in a row so far because they were they were an interesting team coming into this year yeah. after uh, last year them um, upsetting I believe it was Geneseo. Yep. In 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 Geneseo or in Fredonia, I forgot which which one it was, but yeah, I believe there's more parity and I believe that it's um it's here to stay for at least this season. Yeah, I mean Geneseo is hitting an easier stretch of their schedule right now. They are going to Buffalo State tomorrow, Friday the 2nd of December. They get Fredonia on Saturday. They got Brockport coming up. And then Brockport the Friday after that, and they get a nice long break until after the new year. With January 6th and 7th, they take on SUNY Canton, come back to conference play, taking on Morrisville. So they're hitting a little easier stretch of their schedule here. So I think we're going to see a little bit of a resurgence from them as far as like just getting wins under their belt. But I, yeah, parity this year. Yep. I think it's going to be the top four kind of pulling away from the rest of the pack. Right. And I think the other, the only team you might see a little ho- kind of holding on to that might be Brockport. I think yep. Brockport's going to be that other team that can, team that's it's going to be like 
top four, Brockport, bottom four. Yep. But that's interesting to watch this year. <laughs> Suniac men's hockey is going to be very interesting to watch just around the whole thing. Not just the Lakers, because they're always fun to watch. Right. But just the, the whole conference as a whole. Very, it's a lot closer this year. I'm here for it. So I am, am definitely here for it. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be uh, it for us talking about Oswego. But before we round out this uh, season finale, season five of um, the 104 Sports Report, Brian, let's just talk about some plans for season six, something to preview for yep. next season of the 104 Sports Report because we will be back. For oh, yes. uh, the spring semester, 100%. for season six, uh, one of my one of my goals uh, for or one of my plans for season six is up in the social media presence on all of our platforms. Yeah, you know, obviously, I think I think the uh, presence on social media will really help us. You know, do some stuff, and then also more interviews with more content outside of the podcast. That's something that we really want to. Uh, hone in on because we've seen some things from former hosts Zach Case and Joey Palatsky that they did some things with that or attempted to do some things with that and we want to kind of replicate it and kind of make it our own um, with doing things outside the podcast and then also some special guests within the Meteors just to talk about Oswego Athletics you know there's a lot of people here for uh, who talk about um, Lakers sports other than just me you uh, Turgeon and uh, Zach Case. So a lot of people um, that know their there's stuff. a lot I mean, of a lot of people who know their stuff, and a lot of people who know who, who specialize in certain um, certain areas. We showed it already with Spencer Bates. Exactly, Spen- Yeah, Spencer Bates, and you know there we, are plenty of others out there. Plenty of others. We talk to on a daily basis, just because they're our friends, our colleagues, and we talk to them about all these things. We want to have you guys listen into our conversations a little bit. Exactly. And another thing before we round it out. Um, we're going to try to do some more interviews for season six. Yeah, that's, that's the hope. That is the hope. We want to get more, uh, players, but we also want to get some coaches. Yep. And we want to try to get an Oswego alumni athlete, possibly, because that can, uh, you know, having them talk about, like, specific sport. We get a former Oswego alumni hockey athlete, basketball athlete, because obviously we're in these winter sports. It can really, uh can really get their viewpoint on you know the season for that specific sport but also talk about what uh what their journey was as a former Oswego athlete and where they are now yeah but for Brian Burroughs and myself Alex Brooks for season five of the 104 sports sport thank you guys for tuning in thank you so much to all of these episodes and we appreciate all of you guys and please stick around for some more content coming up in uh during uh semester break and then we will be back with some more episodes starting in january of 2023 so thank you guys six season six is underway in the new year but for season five thank you very much And we hope you have a great night and a great holiday season. And a great holiday season. Thank you, guys. Thank you.